one psychologist, 20 plus years of experience, and thousands of patients. I'm Dr. Jennifer Pavlik Bellingrat, and you're listening to the Psych with a Mike podcast. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. Just a quick reminder that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be used to diagnose or treat a mental health issue without consulting a qualified provider. If you think you need help with a psychological issue, be smart and reach out for an evaluation by a licensed professional. Today we're talking about a group of coping skills known as pulling and picking disorders. Examples of these disorders include hair pulling disorder, which is known as trichotillomania, say that three times fast, and picking at one's skin, blemishes, or scabs, which is known as excoriation. Let's start with looking at why people do these things to themselves. Pulling and picking disorders, or P and P disorders for short, are ultimately anxiety disorders. The pulling and picking are ways to self-soothe when a person is feeling overwhelmed in one way or another. The person may not actually feel overwhelmed at the time, or at all for that matter, in terms of the central nervous system, but the subconscious brain is registering the stress and the nervous system is overstimulated. Fortunately, there are many things that can be done about PNP disorders, and we'll discuss those in a moment. For starters, if you have a PNP disorder, the single most important thing you can do is to see your PNP as a behavior over which you can exercise control. Put simply, P and P are like any other compulsive or addictive behaviors in that you are the only one who can ultimately stop the behavior. And that's what it comes down to. You just have to stop doing it. I can give you all the techniques, tactics, and strategies in the world, but you still have to be motivated and make the decision to simply stop engaging in the behavior at the end of the day. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying it's easy, but the solution in the end is simple. So how do we stop PNP? Well, once you recognize that you're dealing with anxiety and decide to take control over your behavior, the next step is increasing your awareness of what leads to the behavior and what the consequences are. One helpful method for doing this is known as behavior chaining. And this involves looking at the ABCs, antecedent, behavior, and consequence. Let's break that down. A is for antecedent. An antecedent is simply something that comes before something else. So you have to figure out what it is that leads to your PNP in order to combat that precursor. Potential antecedents could be a stressful day, worrisome thoughts that you're having, concerns about an upcoming event, maybe medical issues or financial concerns, basically anything that causes anxiety. If you know that you had a stressful day or otherwise have anxiety, you can decide to engage alternative behaviors, which we'll discuss in a bit. If you don't have this insight and foresight, though, you may have to do some reverse engineering to figure this out. That is, once you notice that you are engaging in PNP or someone else points it out, grab a piece of paper or a journal or your phone and write about what's going on in your life at that moment. If you aren't aware at the time that you are PNP or no one is around to point it out to you, you'll have to do the reverse engineering once you realize that you have a bald spot, made yourself bleed, etc. Next, it's important to learn what the signs are, if possible, that you are about to engage in PNP. Like some migraines that begin with an aura, you might be able to discern what the signs or symptoms are of building tension that indicate that you are about to use a maladaptive coping skill. 
Then, when those signs appear, you can choose to engage alternative behaviors. B is for behavior. Once you figure out what the triggers of your behavior are, you can target them to prevent the behavior. You can do this by engaging the alternative behaviors I referenced earlier, redirection and distraction. For example, once you're triggered, you can work to redirect your attention using deep breathing or imagery or by doing a relaxation exercise, such as tensing and releasing muscle groups one at a time from head to toe, which is known as progressive muscle relaxation. Many people engage in P&P when they're reading or watching TV. Because they're so engaged in what they're doing, they may not even realize that they are P&P. If that's you, you can wear gloves during those activities or redirect your behavior by finding something else to do with your hands, such as playing with clay, knitting, holding hands with someone else, or manipulating a fidget spinner or toy. To combat hair pulling, you can also try wearing a hat or scarf on your head. For skin picking, you can put band-aids over blemishes, sores, or scabs to deter picking and prevent worsening. For people who really need something to pick at, you can get tapered candles from the dollar store, burn them for an hour or two, let them cool, and then pick off the wax that has run down the sides. If you have a tendency to bite your nails or chew your cuticles, you could try dipping your fingertips in acetone, like nail polish remover. The bitter taste will work as a deterrent, and acetone stays on your hands even after you wash them. You can also distract yourself by drinking a glass of water doing 10 push-ups or sit-ups, cleaning something, and so on. You should preemptively make a long list of healthy or productive distractions so you don't have to think about what to do while you're in the middle of trying to fight the urge to engage PNP. Like any other compulsive or addictive behavior you're trying to quit, if you can use redirection or distraction to fight the urge or craving for 90 seconds, it will pass. Now, some days will be lived in 90-second increments, maybe, but you can overcome. C is for consequence. You can build motivation for quitting by exploring the consequences of behaviors or looking forward to events. For example, if you're a nail-biter or cuticle-chewer, remind yourself that open sores on your hands are an easy target for germs and bacteria, which means you're more susceptible to infection. Or maybe you have an upcoming event for which you don't want to have bald patches or sores on your arms. You can post reminders of the upcoming event all around your spaces to help keep you on track. Be sure to find ways to encourage yourself in the process of quitting also. You can stick motivating post-it notes around your space or use a dry erase marker to write encouragement on mirrors or windows. Use your favorite motivational quotes or search the web to find some. You can also choose a friend or family member to use as an accountability partner. They can check in with you each day and give you daily encouragement in the form of scripture or motivational quotes to keep you on track, or maybe just a bit of cheerleading. You may also find encouragement from local support groups or online discussion forums. If these things don't work for you, you might want to consult a professional who works with anxiety, such as a psychologist or other therapist. A therapist can give you skills and strategies for combating P&P, as well as help you work through the underlying anxiety that drives these self-soothing behaviors. Therapy can help to decrease your overall anxiety as well, which is just a buildup of perceived, red, self-inflicted pressure. You can press the release valve by focusing on what you can control, what you can do something about, 
and release from concern. There are also various amino acids and other supplements, as well as prescription medications that may help. Talk to a naturopath, physician, or psychiatric provider for more information on those options. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love it if you'd go on and leave a five-star review for me. And if you think this could be helpful to other people, I'd love for you to share this free resource to your social media feeds. You can share by tapping the menu button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on right now. Also, take a look at the show notes for information on all the different ways to reach me or see what else I've posted. And if you're interested in teletherapy or coaching with me, just shoot me an email through my website, drbellingrot.com. All right, that's it for today, y'all. Thank you so, so much for listening in. And until next time, I wish you peace, blessings, and fantastic mental health. Take good care and drink more water.